Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me on The Daily Dose. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Daily Dose. Today is Tuesday, November 9th, and our episode title, Let of Lack. Let us pray. Heavenly Father God, again, we give you thanks and praise to your name, Father, for keeping us alive, for blessing us. Father, now I pray that you will pour out your spirit upon us. Fill us, Father, with your love and grace and mercy. Give us understanding. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Skeptics, those looking for reasons to reject the Bible, often point to some strong words of God that appears in the Old Testament. The idea is that the God of the Old Testament was harsh, vindictive, and mean-spirited, especially in contrast to Jesus. This isn't a new argument, but it's as flawed now as it was when first promoted many centuries ago. Again and again, the Old Testament presents the Lord as loving his ancient people Israel and wanting only what is best for them. And this love appears powerfully in the book of Deuteronomy. Let us read Deuteronomy chapter 10 verses 1 through 15. What is the immediate context of these verses? And what do they teach us about how God felt towards his people? even after their sin. What do they teach us, indeed, about grace? Deuteronomy chapter 10 At that time the Lord said unto me, Hew thee two tables of stone like unto the first, and come up unto me into the mount, and make thee an ark of wood. And I will write on the tables the words that were in the first tables which thou breakest, and thou shalt put them in the ark. And I made an ark of shittim wood, and hewed two tables of stone like unto the first, and went up into the mount, having the two tables in mine hand. And he wrote on the tables according to the first writing the Ten Commandments which the Lord spake unto you in the mount out of the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly. And the Lord gave them unto me. And I turned myself and came down from the mount and put the tables in the ark which I had made. And there they be, as the Lord commanded me. And the children of Israel took their journey from Beeroth of the children of Jeachan to Moserah. There Aaron died, and there he was buried. And Eleazar his son ministered in the priest's office in his stead. From thence they journeyed unto Gudgoda, and from Gudgoda to Jotbath, a land of rivers of waters. At that time the Lord separated the tribe of Levi to bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, to stand before the Lord, to minister unto him, and to bless in his name unto this day. Wherefore Levi hath no part nor inheritance with his brethren. The Lord is his inheritance, according as the Lord thy God promised him. And I stayed in the mount, according to the first time, forty days and forty nights. And the Lord hearkened unto me at that time also, and the Lord would not destroy thee. 
And the Lord said unto me, Arise, take thy journey before the people, that they may go in and possess the land which I swear unto their fathers to give unto them. And now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes which I command thee this day for thy good? Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens is the Lord's thy God, the earth also with all that therein is. Only the Lord had a delight in thy fathers to love them, and he chose their seed after them, even you above all people, as it is this day. God's grace and love for Israel exudes from these texts. Notice particularly verse 12 and 13. They are really one long sentence, a question, and the question is simple. What am I, the Lord, asking you to do but the following? Walk in my ways, love me, serve me, and keep my statues for your own good. All through the Hebrew in these verses, the word for your and you are in singular form. Though God certainly is speaking to the nation as a whole, what good will his words do if the people, each one individually, don't obey him? The whole is only as good as the sum of the parts. The Lord was speaking one to one individually to Israel as a nation. We can't forget either the end of verse 13. Keep these things levet lack, that is, for your good. In other words, God is commanding the people to obey because it is their best interest to do so. God made them. God sustained them. God knows what is best for them, and he wants what's best for them. Obedience to his law, to his Ten Commandments, can work only to their benefit. The law often has been compared to a hedge, a wall, a protection, and, a and by staying within that wall, God's followers are protected from a raft of evil that otherwise would overtake and destroy them. In short, out of love for his people, God gave them his law, and obedience to his law would be for your good. What are ways in which we can see for ourselves how obedience to God's law has indeed been for our own good? Father God, we are so thankful for your love, for your grace, for your mercy that you have extended to us. Help us, Father, to be obedient and to embrace your laws. They are only for our best interests. So thank you, Father, for your grace and your mercies. In Jesus' name, amen. Join me tomorrow when we will look at the next episode entitled, A Slave in Egypt. 